human beings of the world, it's time to enter the spoilerverse through our secret portal at the exclusive Arctic Club in beautiful downtown Seattle with John and Kenrick. Welcome to Spoiler Country. Hey, if you're listening to our show for the first time and you're on one of the social medias that we're on, like Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, any of those kinds of things, you should always check us out on scpod.net. But if you want to keep up with our latest episodes, you should bring out your smartphone, get into your favorite podcatcher, find Spoiler Country, and hit subscribe. Then you'll get all our new stuff. And if you want to reach out to us, you can do that in two ways. You can call us, leave us a voicemail at 707-656-2080. Again, 707-656-2080. Or you can shoot us an email at spoilercountry at gmail.com. United Armies of the Spoilerverse, welcome back to Spoiler Country. I'm Kenneth Regan. That is Mr. Horsley. And today on the show, well, this is actually pretty special because you probably know her more than you think. And she's right? the Dr. Pepper girl. She yep. played in Ray. Yes, she did. She has a new show out that she's appearing in called The Good Lord Bird. Uh, she's yep. in an episode of The Rookie. She has a, a movie coming out soon called California Love, and another one coming out called Dutch, and that's Natasha Mark. Yeah, and she was such a blessing to talk to. She was so nice. She's so super fun. nice, uh, very positive. Um, yeah, she's a cool. She's a cool girl. She's a cool lady. Yeah, yeah. This uh, you and I sat and talked with her, and man, we had a we had a good time. Yeah, yeah. I can't wait to see her whole career blossom. She's been. Um, you know, she's been doing a lot and yeah, I think it shows. I feel like she's on like the, the, on like the, the cliff of ready to, you know, break out into something bigger and better, you know, she's done, done a lot, but it's like, she's at that, that turning point where it's like, I feel like she's just going to, you know, be in something, yeah. some big movie or show coming up soon. Yeah, totally. Well, I could see like, if you guys check uh, Google Natasha Mark and see her look, I feel like she would be an amazing Monica Rambeau. Oh, hell yeah, she would be. You know what I mean? Oh, man. Like, she's just there waiting to go. <laughs> yeah. Oh, dude, that'd be great. That would oh, be so cool. And you guys will learn during the interview, she's had training. She's had military training. She's done all this stuff to prepare for action adventure. And yeah. So, Johnny, you want to you wanna take a listen? Yeah, let's, uh, let's hear Natasha in her own words. Right, guys we are back and today we're lucky enough to have she's worked with the likes of jamie fox she's worked with well she's been on the rookie she's a very positive person she's even on a new show on showtime called the good lord bird starring ethan hawk natasha mark thank you so much for coming on thank you guys for having me yeah. hello everyone so Natasha, you're you're doing it. You're making it. You're out there in Hollywood, and you're you are a working actress. Or do you prefer I actor? I am a working actress. I am. <laughs> that is that is awesome. By way it of is. Louisiana, how's that? How was that journey? 
It's a blessing. Um, oh, it's been a long journey. Um, I'm not sure how much you know about me, but <laughs> I am from New Orleans, Louisiana, and I came out here um, as a, a a rescue from Hurricane Katrina. So that's how I got here. So you got displaced from the hurricane, and then mm-hmm. they brought you out here to to help you yes. out? Or? Okay. So the thing was, they had planes labeled um with into different states where you have family or loved ones that you can go and i told a little fib and said that i had family in los angeles um so i got on that plane and came out here by myself with no family no friends i didn't know anyone but i knew (laughs) i needed to get out here somehow to pursue acting i had never even been on a plane before wow how scared was that how scared were you I wasn't actually. I think it was a, just a bunch of adrenaline. You know, I didn't realize how brave that was until like years later. And people were like, how did you do that by yourself so young? I'm like, you know, I don't know. My mom almost had a heart attack when she found out I was out here. And uh, I didn't where? know anyone. I just had tunnel vision. And I was like, this is where I want to go. I'll figure it out. And I don't know. I have no idea what I was thinking when I look back at it now. Like, I... Thank God I was protected the whole time and nothing crazy happened to me. Yeah. That's that that that's a, <laughs> that takes a lot of courage. I don't know that I could do that. I'd be like, one, I'd be like, okay, where's my mom at? You know what I mean? Because <laughs> how old were well, you when you, know, you did that? I knew I couldn't I mean, I had to get out of there. So yeah. it was either LA or Texas or Atlanta where everyone was going that was like overpopulated insanely. Um and I always wanted to come to L.A. to pursue acting. And I just looked at it as this is my opportunity. I had been trying to save money for years to move out. And it just wasn't happening. Every time I would get a paycheck, I would buy a pair of shoes. So, yeah. Yeah, I bet. Just some shoes, <laughs> some clothes on your back. Possibly yes, pay the rent this month. to be very month. materialistic. <laughs> <laughs> So yes. today I had to go through and I'm, I'm looking at everything and I saw, oh, she's on one of my favorite. You were on one of my favorite shows in the last couple of years, The Rookie, because I love Nathan Fillion. And yes. I, I fell in love with Nathan Fillion when he started doing when he did Firefly. And I was like, oh, I got to watch this guy. And then I liked mm-hmm. him all over again when he did Dr. Horrible sing-along blog with uh, Neil Patrick Harris. Okay. And then, yeah. I don't know if you've watched that, but it's fantastic. If you haven't, you should check it out. I have not. I will. Yeah. I will. It's a sing- It's it's when the writer strike happened in what two thousand seven, two thousand eight. Okay. And so yeah. Josh, yeah, Josh Whedon, yeah, Josh Whedon decided. Well, the writer strike happened, and him his brother wrote this musical, and so they mm-hmm. they took their credit cards and, and created this web series, and it has oh, a wow. huge cult following. Really? Yeah. It's called Doctor okay. Horrible Sing Along Blog. With Neil Patrick Harris. Just look up Dr. Horrible and it'll pop right up. And you can see it on YouTube or, you know, all those different ones. Thank you. Yeah. But you're on The Rookie. I was on The Rookie. And you have a great scene (laughs) on The Rookie. I laughed out loud because you pulled it off brilliantly. It went viral on Instagram. (laughs) (laughs) So many people were like... Sending it to me and replaying it, and was like, "This was the best ever. This was like the best episode of the whole season." I was like, "Oh wow, thank you. It was fun." Yeah, I mean, 
You play I mean, a drunk. I would say that I kind of use a good substitution from my past. <laughs> <laughs> you knew how to play that character, we'll I say. Absolutely. Did. I was like, let me dig into some past um, boyfriends that made me go crazy. When you wrecked on that motor scooter, I laughed out loud, like legit laughed out loud. And I was like, oh, my God. <laughs> They had a stunt double, and I was like, no, I really want to do it. I was like, I think this would be so fun. It was like, you cannot hurt yourself. And I was like, I won't. So they let me do it a few times, and then they got scared, and then they let the the stunt double finish it. But um, when I look back at it, they used my clip, which I was really excited about. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah, you did did a really good job. You did a really good job. I hope to see you do more stuff uh, around like that. But you (laughs) right now are on Good Lord Bird Mm -hmm. on Showtime. And what's that experience like? Oh, that was amazing. We shot in Virginia and is based in the 1800s. Um, I play a character named Pi. And uh, at first they wanted a, a star name for the role and they, uh, they search and search and search. And I don't think they was finding what they were looking for. And I auditioned for it. And as soon as I like read for the um I read the size, the breakdown. I was like, oh, I love her. Like, just something about this character is speaking to me. The Even though she's, like, she's a house slave, but she's privileged. She um, She's kind of basically a prostitute. But she uh, she makes money. So she has this sense of power. And, um, yeah, I can't give you too much information. No, I watch but it. it uh, I love the... The era, the costume, the the makeup, everyone was amazing. Work like Ethan Hawke adores me. Like he was so excited to see me every day on set. Oh, that's the awesome! The young kid that I was in um, most of my scenes with, he Joshua, he was just fantastic. He's going to be so huge, and yeah, I cannot wait for it to premiere. It was supposed to premiere earlier this year, and um, the, the air date got pushed back. But yeah, it's better late than never. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it should be good. I mean, I loved Ethan Hawke from when I first saw him in the movie called The Explorers. Mm-hmm. Where he I've pl- always been a huge fan of his work. He's like 13 in this movie. <laughs> yeah. And they build a space him and his buddies build a spaceship and go to and and contact aliens. It's hilarious. I wonder if that was one of his first jobs he booked. It's gotta be close to it. Yeah, I was just watching him on the actors. Um, what is that that podcast, Actors Something? And he was speaking about when he first got started. It was, it was around the age of 13. Yeah, that must have been like his first. It was kind of like a, um, I think they were trying to copy the the popularity of the Goonies. Mm. And it was around that. Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? It, was like, it was, came out like right after the Goonies. Oh, wow. So, okay. But it's a good one. Probably. Yeah. You mm-hmm. know? So when you see Ethan next time, you can say, I just watched The Explorers. <laughs> He'd be like, yes. oh, God. <laughs> you know what's so funny? I just I just um, found out that my great-great-grandmother name was Pi. Really? Yes. <laughs> you're, the, you're the first people. <laughs> you're the first That's person ironic. I've told this to. But um, I just found this out last month. I was like, what? That's kismet. And then my... <laughs> Grandmother sends me a picture, and she looks a lot like my character. Oh, that's hilarious! You were meant for that role. It was meant. It was already mine. Yeah, How did, for sure. What is it like working on a period piece like that? I've booked a lot of period pieces. Really? Um, yeah. For I, uh, they say I have this endless classic look. Um, 
And I absolutely love it because I, I feel like I get to read about the history and go back in time and live in a part of time where I, you know, I wasn't even thought of being born back right. then. Um, it's exciting it, to see how how much appreciative they were with what they had back then and worked with what they had versus how privileged we are in today's society, like with all this extra stuff. And there was no social media back then. There was no internet, you know, and I don't even know if there was an encyclopedia back there back then, but, um, it just, the, the scent of the clothing that you get to wear and how limited things were in the vehicles that they drove and the just the rules and and the laws back then um i i like going back in time it yeah. makes me feel like um i've lived a longer life than i've i have <laughs> and what it makes <laughs> yeah. you appreciate some of the things you have like running water indoor plumbing oh, you know absolutely <laughs> yeah cuz one of the scenes like i'm basically like there's a you take a bath in a bucket like yeah. that a tin bucket, which is crazy. Or that is crazy. That's where you use the bathroom too. Natasha, you know what's cool about right now? What I'm that? drinking, I'm drinking a Dr Pepper <laughs> with the Dr Pepper girl. You are like right now, yeah. Le- legit, <laughs> legitimately, I am drinking Dr Pepper, and it was funny are you because for real? Uh, for real, and I don't, I, I, I like Dr Pepper, but I'm trying to lose weight, so that's not the best mm-hmm. soda for me to be drinking. You know what I mean? But it's I so should be good. Soda but it's so good. <laughs> but it's, it's so good for this interview. Exactly. And then when I looked up, like, oh my god, I'm I'm going to be talking to the Dr Pepper girl. <laughs> yes, the Dr Pepper girl. <laughs> I absolutely love being the Dr Pepper girl. Where we're filming uh, season three in May, which I'm excited about. That's awesome. How long? What yeah. was it like being the doc? Have Have you gotten people reaching out to you going, "Oh, I love your." portrayal and because there's like a legit following from like the 60s on and i and i saw this group of people that they only think the girl from the 1960s is the dr pepper girl which is ridiculous you know (laughs) what i mean because it's like what are you talking about there's like 40 years of people playing the dr pepper girl yeah i'm so grateful because she's so much fun to play like to play with I wait. What was your question? <laughs> <laughs> well, I just wondered how, what was it like. You know, you got that role, and it's been bigger, and now you have a lot of people actually. I would yeah. imagine reaching out to you, saying, "My um, fan base on um, on Twitter is really huge with it, and on Instagram, I have a bunch of uh, gifs. Is it yeah. called gifs? Gifs GIF. made. Out I think of, it's gif. Um, I always say gif. It's get, gift. Me too. Totally gift. Um, I have a bunch of gifts from my character, which is pretty cool. And I see people using it and tagging me in it. That's cool. Um, yeah, everyone loves her. Everyone loves what she says. It's always something funny. It's just me. And I had no idea it was going to turn into what it turned into. And I'm so excited that they decided to extend us. Um, I think we, we, we're going to do like five seasons. So this would be the third season. That's amazing. I'm really excited to see where this story goes. Maybe I'll end up having a little Dr. Pepper baby. Who knows? (laughs) (laughs) That'll be fun. I love how positive you are. That's so cool. (laughs) Thank you. Yeah. I try. I try. You have to, you have to keep a positive headspace out here with all the craziness that's going on in the world. So Jamie Foxx gave you some great advice on Mm -hmm. Ray. And it's Mm -hmm. awesome that you got to have a scene with him. 
And he basically yeah. just told you, get your butt to LA. You're, you got too much going on to be sitting, wasting your time there. How much does that motivate you? What does that mean to you? I thought about it every single day. And the, when Hurricane Katrina hit, I it was his voice in my head. that That's what made me get on that plane and get out here by myself um, without even thinking of how and what I was going to do. I just kept hearing him say, if you want to, you want to be a real actor, if you want to take this serious, if you want to grow, you have to move. You're, you can't do it out here. And it was true. Um, because after that, I, after working with him, I did little, um, indies, but nothing, um, that could take my career to the next level. I was super grateful for that, for that time. And that, um, effort that he took into having that, that pep talk with me and what he's seen in me with the work that I was doing with him as an amateur at the time. Um, so I appreciated that. Like he's so down to earth and was so cool about it. And he, he didn't come off as this big shot celebrity. He was just very genuine with what he was, uh, with the advice that he gave me. So yeah. I didn't want to take that lightly. That's cool. I, I, I felt lucky because I don't think he tours and does his stand up like he used to. And mm-hmm. I saw him in 98 do his stand up in Seattle and it was amazing. I yeah. I never laughed so hard like at a at a live show, you know? And uh, Yeah. Oh man. <laughs> he was so naturally cool. funny guy. Anytime you're around him, you're going to be laughing at something. Yeah. And then he did such mm-hmm. a great job on Ray. It was just like, "Oh my god, he is Ray Charles." <laughs> completely transformed he it's amazing he can adapt to any and everyone yeah i had no idea he could sing like that it was just crazy yes he can sing (laughs) i think um i i i'm pretty sure i read something that initially in the beginning of his career he he wanted to pursue singing but he wasn't getting um the attention or the bite that he needed from it so he his door to get into singing was acting. Yeah. And well, and living color must've helped quite a bit. For sure. You know, I agree. God, I used to love that show. My, uh, I had a history teacher in 10th grade. This is so weird. 10th grade. (laughs) It's 1990 and living color, Uh 90, 90, 91 living color. Is this their first season? Mm -hmm. And my history teacher, Mr. Dan Smith, um, he's probably long past now. He's quite old, but he would record the Simpsons. Mm-hmm. And in living color. And we would watch in living color every Friday in class because he thought Shut it was, up. he thought it was so <laughs> brilliant that this was a, this is a show that's going to make, it's going to have a lasting impression on society. You watch. And he was right. Wow. And we got to watch it every Friday in class in living color. He would tape the, the week before. So I didn't even bother it? watching it. Things I would just, I'd, I'd be watching it in class. <laughs> Brilliant. Yeah. He was he he was already already ahead of time. Like he already knew. He was on it. He 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 bought his first Rolex. This is so funny. He bought a Rolex, right? And Mr. Mm-hmm. Smith worked his whole life to get the money to buy the Rolex. And he was like, My parents could have bought me a Rolex, or my wife's parents could have got us if they knew I wanted a Rolex, they probably wouldn't. I didn't want anybody buying me a Rolex. I wanted to buy this Rolex. Right. You know what I mean? And so he said it was such a big deal to go in. And he was so proud. He came into class. And he took off the Rolex, and he's beaming, right? And Mr. Smith mm-hmm. was like 5'9", maybe 5'8", mm-hmm. right? White hair, you know, but but in shape. You know what I mean? Yeah. 
And so when he came in, he had this huge smile, and he comes in with this giant smile, and he's like, you could see him walking, like, just with the big strut. You know, he had a lot of swag going on. Yeah. He comes in, he goes, I got my watch. And the whole class, because he was very affable, you know what I mean? Uh He talked about his life all the time. And he takes off the watch, and he hands it to the first person, and we all got to sit there, put the watch on, look at it. But the cool thing was, is I'm only telling the story because it was so, it was such a positive thing yeah. For the students, you know and what I mean? Something to aspire. Something that he really wanted. And yep. not that many people have the the discipline and the courage to save for something that they really want. Yeah. Yeah. And he goes, This is a status thing. This was a I'm five years old at a at a some department store with his mom and dad, and he sees a, a watch and he mm-hmm. was like, it was a Rolex. And he goes, he just fell in love with it and he wanted one so bad. And he goes, This is what you gotta do. You gotta work for it, you gotta save for it. And then yeah. you you know, and then you'll feel so much better when you do it yourself. You have to work for it and save for it. Yeah. Yes. And I and it kind of and I'm I'm saying this because when I look at your IMDb, you have like 20, 30 different things going all the way back to the early two thousands, <laughs> yeah. and you're just persevering. Yeah. You keep going, going, going. Like thank you. You're on bones. Yeah, I uh, that was one of my first roles aside from Days of Our Lives, um, where I used to do a lot of background work on Days of Our Lives, and then I was bumped up to getting a, a character role, yeah, like a, um, a day player, and then they gave me a character with a name, and from there I went to Bones, and I was um, um, a tech um, on that show. It's been a journey, you know what. I, I heard about the whole 10,000 hours like way later on. I never knew uh, the saying Master your craft. 10 years or 10,000 hours. Yep. And it never even occurred to me. I just knew like every job is one step closer to where I'm supposed to be. And I never thought about like how long it was going to take or it's taking too long or I'm not a star yet. I was just, I'm always excited and grateful for it. Any and every opportunity I get. And it doesn't, it doesn't feel like, um, I've done it so long. It still feels like brand new. Every time I go out for an audition, I don't, I guess, I think when people get frustrated with the process, their, uh, intentions are not, not right. um, right <laughs> with what they want to do. Yeah. Like I should be famous already. Well, yeah, you should love the craft and then you should love the craft and just be yep. excited to work. And if you give a hundred percent every time, you don't know who's going to see that performance. Exactly. And then someone goes, wow, she's got a look. She's got swagger and look at her deliver those lines. I'm done. That's who I want. Yeah. I'm like, I already know. I already know what that God has in my path for me. I just have to be patient and not worry and stay positive because we're, there's worry, there's no faith. So like you can't <laughs> like be it. preaching one thing and then feeling another kind of way. You're going to send mixed signals to the universe. Hello? Right. right, right, right. People can, your body language gives off more than anything you say. Yeah, it does. You know, and you can see it on it people's does. face when they're talking. You're like, nah, I don't believe you. <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> right. I agree. So you were worked on California Love with Alan Payne. What was that like? When's it? Do you know I when it's did. coming? I was a huge fan of his from Jason Lyrics. So and I had an um and then he did House of Pain. Right. Yeah. Um and I was shocked. I didn't know who my husband was gonna be when I auditioned for the film. 
And when I got the role and they told me, I was like, oh, what? The snap? All right. Um, so I, it was, he was so cool, so respectable, um, very, very wise man. I, I was about to say young man, but I mean, cause he doesn't look his age. I'm sure he's, I mean, watched him on Jason lyrics, but, right. um, very nice. We had a, a love scene and before that happened, cause I had like a little bit of anxiety for the love scene, um, because I didn't know it wasn't like written in until like way after. Right. So I was like, okay, you know, I can do this. And he came to me on the side and was like, whatever you're comfortable with. And, um, you know, I think this was before now on set, you have to have some kind of, um, I forget what it's called, but I had one on the good Lord bird. It's like a, a sexual counselor person that has to be, on set right next to you while you're filming just in case you have mixed emotions you're exactly. uncomfortable you want to stop at any time yeah. that you can that's so we nice. didn't have that when i filmed california love and he was very um comforting was like whatever you want like tell me where i can touch you where i cannot touch you at, if at any moment you don't feel comfortable we can stop like he made it so like easy and so like fluidly that I was like, Oh, this is a piece of cake. I can do this scene all day. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah, but it was great. It was amazing. Uh, filming what one of the OGs that I used that I loved his work from the past. I can't wait to see it. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. I, yeah. It sounds amazing. Yeah. Yeah. When's it coming out? Do you know? Um, they are aiming for summer, but they haven't really set a date yet. Yeah. But this year, for sure. This yeah. year. Would it be like a limited release in theaters or? Uh, yes. Well, yes. I'll have to make arrangements to go see it. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, for sure. be like, I know that or girl. I'm sure it's going <laughs> after that, it'll end up on Netflix somewhere. Yeah, that'll be cool. That'll be cool. Yeah. You've been in a lot of things right now. And I what? You've been in, in quite a few things. Yes. Now mm-hmm. coming into your career, is there something out there that you were had a, a you know a good amount of time in that you feel like you know more people should know about this work? This was a good movie, or this was a good show, or this was a good episode. Um, let's see. I I always speak of um, my episode on Timeless because I felt like that was when there was a shift in my career. Yeah. And and it was a hard time for me um, filming that. The morning of my shoot, um, one of my best friends was killed in an accident. Oh, no. And I was was fasting from social media, so I was the, the last person to find out. And I was already on set in hair and makeup and my phone is blowing up. I'm like, I know people are congratulating me on this booking, but why is everyone calling me? You know? Right. Um, and I never knew the willpower and strength I had until that moment that I knew that one of my best friends was killed in a car accident and I still had to show up. I could not like let the set down, let the director, the 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 rest of the the team down and say, you know, and show my emotions that I'm broken inside. I had to psych myself out and yeah. say that it was a it was a hoax. It wasn't real, it wasn't true, and do my job. And um 
I played that was a period piece as well. It was set in the, um, I want to say the 1960s or 1860s, something like that. I played an assassin. Oh, cool. She was she was a badass. She, yeah. She you didn't know she was the killer until the end of the episode. Nice. Um, and I did my own stunts for that as well. And I've I've done stage combat training and um and firearm training because I I aim to be in one of these Marvel yeah. <laughs> DRTC world of film franchise films one day. I, I definitely want to. Why can't do you be Monica Rambo? You would be awesome. I thank you. Thank you. So I'm, I'm always like practicing and like working towards that. And as soon as the opportunity comes up, I'm like, I'm ready. Agreed. Um, but yeah, I feel like anyone who every and anyone that saw that episode, I I gained a fan, and that's when everything picked up. That's when more more casting directors wanted to see me. What else can she do? Who is this girl? Um, so I would say. And me and everyone should check that episode out that I did on Timeless. Oh, you know, we'll link um, the IMD episode to it so people can find it. Yeah. And I just did another film that should come out at the end of the year. It's called Dutch. I play a defense lawyer for a criminal. Oh, cool. Um, which I'm really excited it's about that Dutch? as well. It's called Dutch. Yes. It's starring um, Lance Gross. Uh, he did House of Pains as well, and I am his lawyer. And that was the first role that I've had with so um, the assertiveness and power, and like it was my Olivia Pope moment. <laughs> so um, oh, and you got to work with Macy Gray and yeah, Tyron Turner mm-hmm. and oh, it's got Jeremy yeah. Meeks, the uh, the guy that was <laughs> the guy, the model guy, the model guy, yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, him. Um, so that is going to be, I always say that I did that film for my people back at home because I feel like it's gonna it's one of those uh, those films that all your your homies from high school will go see. That's cool, yeah. though. When, is, yeah. is that going to be in the theater? Or but, is that... um, other than that, I mean, I that just is... feel like a lot is happening. Um, I'm getting a lot of opportunities that I uh, really can't speak on as of yet until yeah. everything is a done deal and contracts are signed nice. but um, well, well, I have you can a lot come back in the works and... that I'm excited about. Well come back and tell us about those. Absolutely, absolutely I will. <laughs> Cuz you're awesome. I love talking with you. You're so easy. Thank you. <laughs> you're such an easy person to talk to. <laughs> Wait, is it usually harder than that? No, no. I I mean I'm a chatterbox. You know what I mean? Okay. My mom used to tell me, Kenrick, you got to stop talking. My ears are breaking, you know? <laughs> so, yeah. and I tend to, you know, but I, uh, but you know, you're easy to pull conversation. I've had people on where there's a lot of magic in the editing room. You know what I mean? Oh, wow. Yeah. Cause they're it. just, <laughs> you, they can't, they, you know, either they're just not used to talking in this type of form, which is understandable mm-hmm. or, um, they just, you know, they don't, they just have a hard time. Having a normal, like I feel like if you and I met in a bar, we could just have a conversation. Oh, for uh, for like, an hour and a half, and then go our own ways afterwards. Just you know what I mean. I can I can have a conversation and started. I went to. It reminds me, I was in this random random bar in Vancouver when I went to see Beyonce perform because I wanted to be different and go yeah. somewhere out of state to see her. Yeah, and I went Vancouver's to this a great beer place bar to see. and literally closed the 
close the place down, just handle <laughs> having random conversations nice. for all types of people. It was so much fun. If you find yourself in Vancouver again to see music, and if you know, if you're nice. there, check mm-hmm. out the Commodore Ballroom. So Commodore Ballroom. We're in Seattle, uh-huh. right? And so uh-huh. You know, every once in a while, going you know, going through life, I would go up to Vancouver for whatever. And one of the times was there was this band back in the '90s called The Tea Party, and they're kind of mm-hmm. like Led Zeppelin with Jim Morrison mixed together. And oh. yeah, very unique. And okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's okay. <laughs> very unique. But they played at this place called the Commodore Ballroom. I went there, and it is so crazy. They have. Tables on the side so you can sit and order a beer or a food or whatever while the band's playing. But uh-huh. then the floor houses about 500 people or 400 people or so. Whoa. But underneath the floor is all old car springs. So the floor literally bounces. And you get what? you get like three, four people on there bouncing. And that place is just rocking. It is so cool. So oh, if, wow. Yeah, you get That's a chance. so in- unique yeah it's super unique you get a chance go check that out yes what is that like near the what is that the red district that is called or something like that the red light oh man honestly i don't remember it's been i just remember the name of the place i mean it'll be easy to find i'm sure that's the only place like that yeah yeah it's just the comp yeah it's the commodore ballroom music venue british columbia blah blah blah. it's on granville street i don't know if that's what district it's in but yeah it's super cool. I tell everybody, you got to go and I love, check a place I love like that. checking out new spots like that. Yeah. Yeah. You should. Awesome. All right. Well, <laughs> we're already 40 minutes in. Can you believe that? Oh, wow. No, I cannot. <laughs> <laughs> it goes quick. <laughs> that was really fast. Yeah. But honestly, Natasha, I'd love to have you come back on, especially when you got more work you need to promote, you know? Yes, and the other thing sure. is too, so you know, we have a really good website, um, and we'll promote any kind of movie, book, mm-hmm. you know, any uh, performance or thing that you have going on. You tell us. We'll push it out on all our social media. And, oh, wow. Yeah, Thank you. And we have different push. avenues, and we can have you come back on and all that stuff. Yes. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. We, I, I am looking forward to it. I definitely will contact you guys and stay in contact and update you with whatever I have coming up and let's do this again some, sometime soon, especially when uh, the show premieres um, maybe like a month out. Yeah. Um, I'll give you guys a head up. Yeah. Oh, that would be awesome. Yeah, for sure. Okay. Thanks, Thank Natasha. you so much guys. Yeah. yeah. Thank you. Fun. <laughs> All right. We'll see you soon. That'd be great. Yeah. Have a good night. <laughs> well, is she nice? Dude, she was great. And I, she was a lot of fun to talk with and, I felt like I learned something listening, you know, when I was talking to her. I felt like I, I came out of that, you know, wiser than I was before. <laughs> well, she's very that upbeat, makes... very positive. Yeah. She doesn't like a lot of negativity in her life. Um, just good. Yeah, which is great. I, I think she's she's definitely a breath of fresh air in that industry. Yeah, I mean, most people we talk to are, are nice, obviously, because you know, how can you how can you not be nice talking to us? We're so cool. But <laughs> it just. It's just like the positivity and it. it just glowed off of Natasha and you just hear it in her voice and it's just like, you, you can't be upset talking to someone like that. <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> well, I can't wait to see how she is. Uh, I'm going to check out the good Lord bird, uh, see what that's all about. I haven't had a chance to watch it yet, uh, but it is out, uh, I believe on Showtime. Yep. 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 And 
yeah, you guys should uh, do the same. Yeah, do the you same. Know? And, and check Actually, out Calf from the Left. That, that one looks good. This comes out. Do this. You got to go check out her scene in The Rookie, the TV show. Oh, yeah. <laughs> she is yeah. so funny in that. She plays a drunk that wrecks a car and uh, wrecks a scooter, and it is hilarious. <laughs> she does it perfect. Def- definitely worth watching yeah. <laughs> for that. <laughs> yeah, exactly. All right, guys. I hope you guys enjoyed that. We had a fun time talking with Natasha. Hopefully, we can get her back on again. If you liked that interview and you want to hear more, then head on over to spoilerverse.com. We used to always say scpod.net, but I think spoilerverse.com just sounds a little cooler. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. That's where the cool kids hang out. That's where where all the nerds. That's right. That's where all the nerds. Anyways, (laughs) I don't know where I was going with that. I don't know either. I heard you, and I was like, "Yeah, I want to. I want to follow this guy." I'm gonna. No, no, I don't even know where I'm, I'm the going. Cool kid. <laughs> <laughs> I think we were going though. I think we were going to saying, "Go to spoilerverse.com and check out all of our awesome episodes and other shows and articles that are coming out there." I mean, just this week, you know, you heard us talk with Andrew Sumner again. You heard, you know, Sean Kelly McKeever come on last week. You heard us talk to Robert Wool and Johnny Christmas Man, and awesome. Brendan Wagner and Brooke Lewis Bellas and the TMNT guys and oh my god there's just so much more coming out like tomorrow we talked to John Lehman of Chew and it's just there's just so much awesomeness coming out that I just every time I'm so excited whenever I look up. at our calendar of what's coming out I'm like oh my god how is how is this our life right now yeah and we just had a commit a a commitment from somebody that's gonna blow people's minds yeah I cannot wait for that one yeah we'll just say He's always synonymous with the year 1966. That's a good way to put it, yeah. yeah. There you guys go. All right. Get out there. Enjoy life. But stay home so you can stay healthy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, stay home. Stay home right now. Don't go nowhere. <laughs> yeah, don't go anywhere. If you're going to go anywhere, travel through your ear holes down into spoiler country and listen to all the goodness that we have coming your way. And I think that's all I have to say, John. You want to add anything? I just want to say there's so many people out there, so many great comment creators out there that have put a lot of their stuff digitally for free that if you just go to Twitter, you can look and find a bunch of creators who have dropped free stuff. And right now, Marvel's actually giving away giving away 12 free issues uh, digitally for people to read, to give them something to do while they're staying home. So, you know, with that, you know, there's so much out there for you to, for you to go ahead and, you know, open your mind. And read more.